Podcast number 70. I have no idea. We record so <laughs> fewly here recently. On the line tonight is the founders of Brothers Comics. One is the female perspective. Say what's happening. Hola from the female perspective. Also on the line is the founder of Brothers Comics. It's Big Hush. Big Hush, say what's up. Black Friday. Yippee. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it is Thanksgiving weekend. Um, and I got a couple of Thanksgiving things I want to talk to you all about. And then we'll talk a little bit about Black Friday as well. All right. So before we get into that, though, what you drinking? Well, who who are you addressing first? Either one of you. With who? Somebody's drinking something. I'm drinking chicken wine. Uh, no. Rooster. Rooster wine. Rooster. Black Friday, forty-seven pounds. Nice. And I'm drinking a Oh, a whiskey sound. Very nice. I actually actually don't. I'm sorry, what were you saying? No, I, I don't have actually anything in front of me currently, unfortunately. Uh, we'll rectify that later. Uh, I, we're just getting into trying to get this recorded, and I walked up here without um, proper uh, liquid refreshment. So, all right. So let's get into Thanksgiving just a little bit. Uh, Big Hutch and I obviously spent the majority. Well, I wouldn't say the majority of our Thanksgivings together anymore, but it's got to be close to half of them uh, growing up. So I got a couple of questions for you. What's your favorite Thanksgiving food, Big Hodge? There's a lot of things on the table. What's your favorite? I mean, I'm always down with the turkey. Turkey's always great. Uh, my favorite side, though, would have to be macaroni and cheese. Okay. All right. Female perspective, what's your favorite Thanksgiving dish? Um... Probably when the stuffing is made correctly, I'll go with that. Or dressing okay. or however you want to call it, or whatever you want to call it. All right. Okay. Yeah, I um I actually had fried turkey yesterday. Uh we went to somebody's house. They had decided that they were gonna fry a turkey. I was as skeptical as you could possibly be about that situation. And I am happy to report that I was wrong and I will never eat a baked turkey ever again in my life. Ever. That's how good it was. So, yeah. So, yep. Down with the fried turkey, for sure. Um, what's your least favorite thing, then, female perspective? You know black people be putting stuff out on the table that nobody wants to eat. What's your least favorite thing? Cranberries. <laughs> not even out, Not even the fresh ones? I mean, the canned one, of no. course, but not even the fresh ones? No. <laughs> Big Hutch, your least favorite? There's like fruitcake or something like that. That's more of a Christmas thing. I don't yeah, think that's Thanksgiving like, yeah, thing. Yeah, for Christmas. Uh, what's something I can't stand? I mean, um, pretty much, I'll pretty much eat anything. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. How about our favorite shit that our 
old white people love to eat, but we go chilling. No, no black eyed peas. No, yeah, chitterlings. Um, yeah, I, I've had this discussion a couple of times with people from work this week um, about how not only is this a disgusting thing to eat, but the the preparation process for making that disgusting thing is just as disgusting as the disgusting thing. Hutch, how did, what did the house smell like when Grandma was making them chitlins? <laughs> you just smell chitlins from like a block away, and like you, I mean, you just smell it going through the house. You're like, and do I really need to be in the house? Is there a library book I can go read or something? Somebody else? It's just disgusting. Yeah, it's disgusting. What it is is disgusting, and then the preparation, and then the presentation was disgusting as hell, too. It looked like, I don't know what the fuck it looked like, but it was disgusting. That's all I know, and uh, the smell is just awful. Female Specs, your family get down with the chitterlings? Um, my, my grandmother used to make them every now and then, and yes, I do remember the smell being atrocious. And let alone the way they look. And I was like, there's no way I'm eating that. (laughs) (laughs) No way. Yeah, no doubt. Absolutely no way. (laughs) I got a question. Um, Do you still eat grilled cheese sandwiches? (laughs) (laughs) How in the world is this related to to Thanksgiving? Uh, I had a discussion with someone who was talking about you know, after we had turkey and all that, let's, uh, you know, for an appetizer or something, <laughs> let's have a grilled cheese sandwich. And I was like, Nikki, you ain't that poor. <laughs> grilled cheese sandwich are poor people. Yeah. Uh, I would yeah. say they're necessarily for poor people. They're, they're a comfort food. A comfort. And a comfort food is something that you're comfortable eating that's quick, to the point. It's not necessarily because you're poor. Well, it, it doesn't hurt if you're poor, though. Um, yeah, that no, it doesn't hurt, but it's not, you know, eat that just because you're poor or whatever. I mean, it's a comfort food. It's fried bologna comfort food. No, that's I'm broke people food. Fried bologna. Yeah. <laughs> that's broke people food. <laughs> well, that's um, college people food. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, to, to answer the question, uh, I still will occasionally, but it's rare. Uh, I have gotten to the point where I've taught my daughter how to do it, and she is a big fan of it. Uh, I like grilled cheese when it's cold, and you know, and you know, the typical whatever grilled right. cheese to make tomato soup kind of thing. So yeah, I, I don't right. mess with it too much. So yeah, my cholesterol can't mess with that. Put some meat on that sandwich, it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. I'll do grilled ham and cheese. Yeah, like I'll put something in there to to spice it up and you know make it a little bit better. But yeah, I, I'm I'm not opposed to grilled cheese anymore. So yeah, ain't nothing wrong with grilled cheese. All right, back to Thanksgiving. I don't know how we got on grilled cheese. Yeah, that was quite a detour. Um, what about? What about with your family gatherings for Thanksgiving? I, I know Hutch and I are on a family text chain that was really off the chain yesterday in terms of people were sending freaking dissertations uh, yesterday through text. And um, but Hutch, can you? And I know our cousin name dropped a song in there. Can you think of any of the songs that our family used to play during Thanksgiving 
that you were like, oh, my goodness, here they go again? I mean, yeah, Thanksgiving was the day when he brought out all the old shit. I mean, like, uh, I can hear Larry Graham and uh, Lou Rawls, Stevie mm-hmm. uh, Wonder. I mean, he brought out all the old, Bo Hammond, mm-hmm. all that old, what the fuck, you hear all the scraping <laughs> off the record albums and shit, that kind of stuff. Constantly remember hearing Midnight Train to Georgia on a loop. Like it just would be played over and over and over again, and a lot of screaming and testifying uh, yeah. by by the people in the house. What about you, female perspective? Anybody? Any songs that you can remember that get played at Thanksgiving? I can't think of any specific uh, song or music being played during Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I can't think of anything in particular. All right. Last, last thing. Go, yeah. go ahead, Hodge. Yeah, that when, when um, you go into um, other holiday music like Christmas music, but, yeah, yeah, I can't think of any specific song that was played for Thanksgiving. Okay. All right. One last Thanksgiving thing before we move on to other topics here. Um, when do you remember getting moved up to the big people table, female perspective? Now, you know, black people, when we gather for Thanksgiving, it's usually a large group, and kids get stuck yeah, at the card tables. Um, sitting at the kiddie table. Yeah, I when guess, did you, you know, move? when you became a teenager, um, you got to sit at the, the larger table, or you could move into the adult room. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm probably around that time. I don't know if it was like that for us, Hutch, as teenagers. When did, Hutch, when did you get moved to the big people table? Shit, I ain't getting Get myself a TV, but I ordered it online. Um, 
But as I was looking through the ads, I was just like, man, you know, I used to be like, oh, I got to get this movie and go get this CD and go get this. And like to the point now where it's like, you know, just you just I'm collecting stuff and I don't need all that stuff to be collecting. You know what I mean? Like when now and I can stream stuff off the computer anyway, why do I need a hard copy of something? And I can stream it for free, you know, say for my, you know, pop up blocker and my uh, malware blocker. You know, it, it's just really free, so I, I don't, you know, I didn't even want to venture out to deal with that mess. And from looking at some of the online videos, people were tripping anyway. So, like, I'm straight. I, yeah, I didn't bother with it. I did get a TV online, though. It'll be delivered. I didn't even have to go to the store to go pick it up. So, all right. So, no doubt, no doubt for Black Friday. I think the online purchases are starting to cut into the, you know, the big Black Friday lines and all that because most people don't want to deal with that. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I think that's starting to. Um, and it's not Black Friday anymore. It's like, you know, Black Week. Yeah, they, they start on Thanksgiving Day, so yeah. They started a week before Thanksgiving. I mean, I was yeah, right. I'm not so Yeah. No, it's, it's a mess. It's not, it's not quite, you know, the way it used to be, so. Right. Yeah. All right. So transition out of um, Thanksgiving memories into the RIPs. It's been a terrible week as we start to round out the last few weeks of 2017. Um, we'll take them from uh, the top or wherever you want to take it. Um, off the, top good of my, the good people. Oh, yeah, we're going to run that other one. Yeah, Satan's minion finally went home to roost. Um, Della Reese passes away. I think it said 89 or 83, something to that effect. Uh, probably most famous. I don't know what she'd be most famous for, probably for Touched by an Angel, a show that I didn't watch a minute of, but uh, was on for many years on CBS, but probably most famous for black folks in our age group, probably for her, you know, brief, although memorable, but brief moments in Harlem Nights. Um, uh, well, you got any Della Reese memories, female perspective? Um, I did enjoy her in, in Harlem Nights. Um, I did not watch Touch by an Angel. Um, she was she was also famous for doing the Chisholm circuit and all that, right? Yeah, you got me bent. I, I don't know. I learned more about her on her, on her in her I obituary, think, unfortunately, than I did uh, know beforehand. Yeah, I think she, you know, she was a part of that as well. Um, but yeah, I, I did enjoy, you know. Um, Della Reese and the entertainment that she brought. And she died at 86. 86. I had it right in between there. Uh, Hodge, Della Reese memory? Uh, and she's on the Royal Family, too. Remember mm. that um, that show with Red Fox? The show that killed Red Fox? Yes, I remember. Yeah, and she <laughs> killed him. He died while he was on the show. But, mm. yeah, it didn't kill him, at least I don't think. Tomato, yeah. tomato. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I have the same memories that you guys have about Bella Reese. Um, I don't, you know, I'm not a, uh, familiar with her work on the children's circuit. I did watch uh, Touched by an Angel. I kind of watched the little bit of the world, world family, but not a lot. Mm. Okay. Yeah, I, yeah, she passes away. Lots of um, memes and, you know, videos posted from that scene in Harlem Nights where she kicks Eddie Murphy's ass. Um, and then I think I, I don't know if I sent y'all that one where so many people from Harlem Nights is dead. Like, it's just a weird, uh, thing, you know, 
from Red Fox and Richard Pryor to Della Reese now to Tommy Ford, who was also in it, to uh, uh, what's the Bay Bay Kids dude? Uh, um, oh, um, uh, what was his name? The comedian? Yeah. I can't remember his name off the top of my head now, too, but he's dead. I mean, there was just a whole bunch of people in that yeah, movie that are dead. So- don't kill him before, man. Um, yeah, so, yeah, so, he, so, yeah. Who? Mm. Okay. Uh, so, Della Reese is R.I.P. Uh, Earl Hyman, uh, again, probably most famous to people of our age as Grandpa Huxtable. Uh, on the Cosby Show, uh, he passes away. Also, eighty something as well. He was also the voice of I think Panthero on the, the Thundercats as well. I think that's one of the underlying things. But I guess again, I'm reading all this stuff in people's obituaries. You know, he was very famous on Broadway and whatnot. You know, long before he got to the Cosby Show. And the funny thing was, I thought he was already dead. And um, I did. I, I didn't know. I mean, he was old on the Cosby Show. So I just assumed that he had already <laughs> passed away. <laughs> Pretty old old Cosby show that story. I mean, I thought he was. I thought. <laughs> all right, all right. He's a good son. He's a good son. He's a good He's a good son. He's a good son. He's a good and well, I didn't think that he had come out. Right. So, and that comedian's so, name that was in Harlem Nights is Robin Harris. Thank you, Robin Harris. Yeah. Um, and you and, Cosby's been off for 25 years, probably, roughly. So, I mean, I, that's, that ain't a stretch to think that he had already bit it. We just didn't know. So I ain't going to be feeling bad about that. But, yeah, R.I.P. to Earl Hyman. Uh, yeah, he passes away. Um, the next one more recently here who he held on for a couple of days. I thought he was already dead. David Cassidy passed away. Um mm-hmm. he uh from they say from dementia. I think he might have um ran his uh body into the ground a little bit with alcohol and whatnot. And uh he passes away. Uh any David Cassidy memories, Hodge? You know what? I'm I'm having all right, well well anyway. There were those the three shows that we were, you know, in syndication, and they always showed, you know, the Parkinson's family was the third one in my group. And it was, to me, it was, you know, well, maybe the fourth one. So, I mean, Brady Bunch was number one. Then you had, I almost up the cut. It was the monkey. Uh, and then I was going to the damn Parkinson's family. Jones was she was all right, but she wasn't no Florence Anderson. So yeah, I was like, Come on, kid, <laughs> <laughs> I, 
uh, any David Cassidy memories, female perspective? He was uh, quite popular with the girls back in the day. The Partridge family. Um, yeah, I, I do remember that the Brady Bunch and the Partridge family. Those shows used to get compared a lot. And, I mean, I, I was more of a fan of the Brady Bunch. Um, I did probably watch a couple of episodes or so of the Partridge family, and that's probably what I knew him most from. Um, I know, you know, he was the big teen heartthrob or whatever um, during that, that time period. And, and I've seen some interviews where he was explaining how, you know, hectic and crazy things got at, you know, at that point. But, um, yeah, that's okay. probably what I remember him most from. And, yeah, and what drugs that he might could have done that the Rolling Stones and the Beatles and all them mofos didn't do first, and them mofos are still alive. Exactly. Well, Definitely it, the Rolling Stones. Yeah, it, 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 it is. Like they've been at death's door for years. They've been kicking death's ass. Everybody else is going through that deal today. Pretty much. Wow. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. It, it, the Partridge family is rolling into... Um, what is that, uh, to a different strokes territory and the fact that Danny Bonaducci did everything possible to kill himself, and I believe he might be the only one that's still alive, except for me, is Susan Day alive? Because she almost died, yeah. too, from anorexia Susan or whatever. Susan Day is still alive, and, okay. and uh, Shirley, uh, Shirley Jones. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, well, Miss... Yeah. I never mess with the Partridge family like at all, really. I I, I learned most about it from watching the, their behind the music on VH1 back in the day. I don't I don't remember yeah. sitting there watching too many uh, Partridge family episodes, but yeah. So yeah, he kicks it. Um, Dave Cassidy. Uh, what's this one? Um, shoot, I can't even see. Oh, yeah. This and I'll do this one before because this has better memories for us than anything. The final blockbuster finally closed in the United States. There was one left, uh, and it finally closed this week. Yes, so blockbuster finally kicks it. Hutch, your favorite blockbuster memory, man? My favorite blockbuster memory? Got any blockbuster memories? We spent hours and thousands of dollars in blockbuster, so you got to have some version of a blockbuster memory. Damn near came with my career, my current employer to work at this because as a damn store manager. <laughs> okay, yeah, you I'm chose sure right. Damn it about that. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I don't go into that. Was, <laughs> the dude I was interviewing me fucking looked like somehow damn circus freak show in a suit, <laughs> had more on his tats and shit. And I did have all the tattoo shit, and I, it was like opposite donut track. And thank goodness. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that would have been um, a bad career turn. Um, yeah, it's later. Shit was close. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> well, you could have never told. You wouldn't been able to tell you twenty some odd years ago that Blockbuster would be closed. Like I would have never thought Blockbuster would have been closed. I figured it would have been around for whatever. It, you know. Uh, every corner during the year. On every corner. And I was the most of them. Yeah. That's your long lasting memory of Blockbusters, all the late fees? Yeah. 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 Y
when they stopped doing lazy or whatever, yeah, that's when that shit was starting to go down. Yeah, they they got weird about these one day rentals, two day rentals, and all that kind of stuff. That, that definitely didn't help. You know, I think when Hollywood Video came around and kind of sunk them in the boat, uh, the ship a little bit. But yeah, uh, female perspective. You got any blockbuster memories? I, I I can think of hours the three of us spent walking around that damn store. Right, that's, that's various I mean. ones. I mean, in hours. Uh, the biggest memory I have from Blockbuster is, like, on a Friday night going to the Blockbuster and just looking up at the new releases, asking the people who work there with the movies, what, what would they recommend. Um, yeah, you know, stuff like that. And then looking for, you know, the indie movies or movies that you hadn't heard a whole lot about. Um, yeah, so basically, you know, doing things like that. Um, where, where, where was the, uh, the last Blockbuster located? Somewhere out west. Uh, I, I can't remember, and I don't have my the Facebook post in front of me right now. But, yeah, it was, um, yes, it's gone, though. It was one last one that was hanging on. So, yeah, so RIP to Blockbuster. You gave us many memories and many late fees. I'm going to take a weird one uh, out-of-the-box uh, the, the, out thinking here, Hutch. Um before Blockbuster went national, where it was kind of little pop-up chains, I remember when Blockbuster used to sell adult videos or rent them, and you had that little room with the curtain on it. <laughs> you could go in with the little with the little room curtain, and that you know all people could see was your feet or whatever in there. So yeah, that's that's my that's my favorite Blockbuster memory, like seeing people coming out of the curtain, like, "Hey, Pastor." How you doing? <laughs> So, all right. <laughs> That's that. Didn't you work at a video store? Was it a blockbuster? I worked at Hollywood Video. I worked at Hollywood. Yes. Yes. And I have a great I Quit story from there as well. Yeah, I, I remember that I Quit yes. story. That's why I knew you yeah. worked at a video store. Yeah. It's, it rivals Hutch's uh, au revoir, goddamn eat. Uh, <laughs> to, uh, yes, I I definitely dipped out during the shift. So, all right. And the the last R.I.P., but we don't want him to rest in peace. It's fucking Charles Manson finally goes back to Satan. He pulls his minion back to hell with him. Um, I didn't want to have anything good to say about him. He should have been dead a long time ago. I don't know how the hell he lived as long as he did other than just hubris. Um, so, yeah, go to hell where you should have been to begin with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know what, how you said. What about Terry Glenn? Uh, I I couldn't get them all in, dude. Yes, Terry Glenn, former Ohio State Buckeye. He passed away in a car accident. He had some issues before that, but yes, I'm sure alcohol will be involved in that. Um, there's no doubt about it because he had some concerns. Who who else did I miss? And the dude from ACDC. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. The nigga in the hat. Yeah, I didn't know his name. Yeah, what's his what's his name? Malcolm, Malcolm Young or, or yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, think about that when we're... No black person that we all know of has one ACDC outcry. No black person I know. I don't know about y'all. No black person I know. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Good to know. All right. Okay. Yeah, that's, I mean, their music... Okay. Yeah, their music is played everywhere, like in sports stadiums and all that kind of stuff. I mean, so you'll know the songs. You might not know who the dudes are, but, I mean, everybody knows the song. I just remember dude walking up, you know, he's got the hat on and 
you know, playing that guitar with his knees grinding up in the air all the time. So, I mean, yeah, good for them. But, yeah, I, I, that was, yeah, Malcolm Young, RIP, no ACDCs for black folks in terms of owning. So, <laughs> all right, so, yeah. All right, so that's the RIPs. Another little kind of sidetrack for the RIPs, we're going to look at a couple, because Hollywood's just been a terrible place here recently. It's always been a terrible place, but the sores have been coming off. The, the scabs are coming off. Um, a couple of people that are RIP in their careers uh, over the last few weeks. We talked about their careers uh, based on what's yeah. going on now, but yeah. Yeah, we talked about Harvey Weinstein the last time we podcast a few weeks ago. Um, the one that that kind of jumped out with me here the last couple of weeks was uh, was it what Lasseter or whatever uh, the the Disney Pixar oh, head. Uh, yeah, yeah he had to take a leave of absence um, for doing some unspeakable stuff, and then uh, Al Franken then got himself in some hot yeah. water too. Senator <laughs> Al Franken. Yeah, Al Franken yeah. and Charlie Rose, those two really guys. Yeah, Charlie Rose, yeah, I forgot about that one. Yeah, I mean, just, I mean, you look, it's always been there. We've kind of either suspected it or knew about it, you know, but, I mean, it's there. Men are trash. We knew that already, too, and it it is what it is. It's just, it's just like, wow, wow, dang, yeah, well, you know, you can kind of see it, but, yeah, people are just throwing their careers away or they're getting their careers like ended, you know, for things that either happened one week, two weeks, three years ago, 30 years ago for just doing some dumb stuff. It's just a a, a different society that we live in now. So um, there's a discussion about, you know, I guess how far is too far. And that's probably not the podcast to discuss it on here, but yeah, it, it's pretty crazy. Female perspective. You have any perspective being not the only female on this podcast? <laughs> Yeah, I do have some perspectives. I mean, it, it seems to me that men just didn't know where to draw the line. And uh, basically some of these men thought that women just want to see them naked or doing whatever. And that's just not the case. I don't know why men seem to, you know, want to automatically think that or assume that or make that assumption. But they soon found out it could be thirty years later, whatever. But no, that's not the case. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, Louis. Yeah, I think my my career might be in the toilet for that too. Uh, but Louis C.K. goes down for whipping his dick out, masturbating right. in front of people. Yeah, and that's like, masturbating, and I mean. Just all kind of lose behavior, and you think women want to, you know, stand around and watch you do that? No. Seriously? It's called the casting couch. <laughs> <laughs> um, somebody, oh, what are you doing this stuff in their presence? Yes, in their yes. presence. Yes. Oh, because I mean, if he was doing it uh, by himself, then, you know, who would care? I'll, just, yeah. I'll make it sure, because, <laughs> <laughs> like, wait a minute, man. And is going out of style, or taboo. I'm fucked. No, other female comedians, and was asking them to follow. Yeah, like, hey, do you mind if I just whip my dick out? Yeah. Yeah, with these other men, you know, inviting women uh, to their hotels or for meetings and and claiming they want to work on a project, 
and he coming out nude in a, a robe and then just robing. And, I mean, yeah, really? that, you know, is not going to happen to me. Everybody thinks that. You know what I mean? Like, oh, he might have yeah. been that way with this person, but he won't be that way with me. Or you just have you convince yourself that everything's going to be fine, knowing damn well that it's not going to be fine. You know, people would never steal if they thought they'd get caught. And people would never kill people if they thought they would get caught. But people get their shit stolen and killed every freaking day. But right. you don't think that it's going to be happening to you. I'm not going to get caught. It's not going to happen to me. And you can convince yourself of those particular things. So, like, I don't you know, fault a woman for going over there at that particular time because really the onus is not on her to not get raped. It's really on and the it, dude to not rape anybody. Right, it doesn't care how exactly. it happens. If you read the accounts of most of these women, they, there is a, you know, um, third person that sets up the meeting and that basically tells them, okay, I'm going to be in that meeting with you. And then once they get to the meeting, the other person leaves and you left there with that predator. So that happened quite frequently. Indeed. So it wasn't like they just went there and was like, okay, I'm going to meet up with this dude by myself. No. They yeah. were set up. So yeah. that third person also in trouble. They should, they should be. Yeah. be. And both of them were agents and, you know, PR representatives and so forth. Yeah. A lot of people that are in this industry. And yeah. know about this. Well, name them too. It's like a bad version of To Catch a Predator, like just for famous people at this point. That's basically, we're waiting for Chris Hansen to jump out and do something because it's just, I mean, it's just anybody at this point. Uh, really quick. Yeah. Come out in the kitchen and meet himself like, hey. You come out in the kitchen and see himself. Uh, hold on a second. How y'all gonna? How y'all and forgive me. How y'all gonna like do this podcast and not tell me that? I, mean, I don't want to use his government name there, but G Man is there. <laughs> like I'm like, who's this other voice? I thought I was. I thought I. I thought I had feedback. Yes, G Man. Hey man, what's happening, dude? <laughs> Hey, man, how's it going, dude? I just came here for the holidays. Happy Thanksgiving. Yeah, I yeah, just do my part with them, you know, try to help them out a little bit. Um, yeah, the, uh, the thing that this topic, sir, uh, it's going to spill over into the music industry soon because they know that a lot of the directors and a lot of people working in the music industry 
have those booty shakers come in there <laughs> trying to dance for them. And a lot of them are going to be coming out of the closet here pretty soon. So yeah. I expect that pretty soon, sir. Yeah. Well, actually, he, got, he got a story. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. But actually, it's going over in all of the industries, whether it's music, you know, uh, news, politics, uh, movies, you name it. Oh, yeah. It's coming over everywhere. Yeah, I would say. The women have gotten fed up, and they Women have had to deal with this type of behavior for years and were told to shut up and take it, and you're expected to take it. So now yeah. women are at the point where they're like, fuck this shit. And mm-hmm. they finally calling these mofos out. As well they should. <laughs> yeah, as well they should. Okay. Yeah, well, good to... Good to have you on, G-Man. Uh, no pride. So I want y'all to say, like, hey, man, like, G-Man's here. Like, oh, okay, sweet. You know, the more the merrier. All right. I'm like, I really thought, I really thought when I was talking and I heard the voice, I was like, oh, I'm repeating into the, you know, I'm getting feedback on the microphone. <laughs> I didn't even know that it was another voice. So it took me a minute. All right. All right, so let's transition then to uh, the box office report. Hold on, let me hit my music. All right, as the DreamWorks founder brings us in, we're going to count up the movies from five to one. It's the early part of the um, Thanksgiving weekend, so we don't have final box office numbers. I'm just going to go from the projection that was on boxofficemojo.com, um, and then I got a bunch of stop signs in there, and we can talk. And I'm sure G-Man has probably seen a few of these movies as well. Um, so and we're going to have a whole long discussion about Justice League. So um, the number five movie is supposed to be Daddy's Home Part 2. Um, I do have a stop sign there. It, speaking of people of how they're still working, how the hell is Mel Gibson still getting jobs from Mel Perspective? Hey, man, number five I thought was Murder on the Orient Express. I had Mox Office Mojo had uh, Daddy's Home hmm. for the projection for the weekend. I don't okay. know. I'd rather talk about freaking Mel Gibson and how the hell he's still getting work. So how the hell is he still getting work? <laughs> he got pardoned by the president. Mel Gibson is a a Hollywood icon, legend, Um, and all his shit came out. He's white. He's Australian white. So Mm -hmm. yeah, that's why. To to throw it back at you, Hutch, and your if you've ever listened to this podcast before, um, he goes after two groups. One which is very powerful in Hollywood, and the Jews and his rant, as well as black folks about it when he was ranting towards his girlfriend wife. How the hell is he still getting work? Most of them, I'm guessing, self financing. Yeah, most of these he is self financing. Self financing slash. And not to mention, there's plenty of folks that don't like the five-star network. And then we've had some influential friends who are basically on the apology tour for him. So Mm -hmm. that helped. Right. He he made the the Christ movie and basically pointed at the the Jews, at that society, that grouping. I mean, yeah, a lot of people gave him a lot of that for that. Yeah, but his rant was post that. His rant was post the Passion of the Christ. So right. 
he's I mean I, I the I mean just the one of his arrest with was it sugar tits uh that he called <laughs> the police officer and the and anti Jewish stuff and then his towards his girlfriend, wife or whatever she was at the time, you know, you're gonna get raped by a pack of niggers, like hard E R. I was just like, What what? And now he people I mean, it's it's hard for me to believe that he could still get work. So, um, yeah, I would never see a daddy. I was I won't see anything related to to Mel Gibson anymore. I wasn't a fan really that much to begin with, but yeah, he he can kick rocks. Fuck Mel Gibson. Um, all right, sorry. All right. Uh, the number four movie is supposed to be Thor Ragnarok. Uh, I did finally see it. Uh, did anybody else see it? Yes, we saw it. Okay, I saw it. Yeah, oh, oh my gosh. Wow. You don't see movies of these anymore. All right, what was y'all's uh, thoughts for Hulk Rag or Thor Ragnarok? Hulk Ragnarok. Yeah, I, mean, I think you said it right the first time. There's a lot of Hulk, a lot of a lot of inside jokes, a lot of Hulk jokes, a lot of it was basically it was kinda of like who's it was a parody. Mm-hmm. Basically a parody of itself for the most part. So yeah. yeah. Was on point Okay. Yeah, you thought it was a little too fun, too funny, and too jokey. But it was entertaining. It, it was entertaining. I think it worked in some spots. In some spots, it's kind of like eh, this might be a little too much. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Okay. G man, did you see it? Uh, no, sir. Um, I tend to wait to see about uh, if it comes up on uh, Blue Blu-ray or something on Redbox, maybe, but. They told me I should go see it, so I'll probably go see it here soon. Okay. Yeah, I did see it. Um, I did not venture into the movie theaters for it. I'll just leave it at that. Um, yeah. Uh. <laughs> okay. Let, 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 me, let me put this out there. Oh, why couldn't you just left with the statement that I did see it? Period. No dot, 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 whatever. Yeah. I did see it. Uh, because I don't, I, I, in a sense, I don't want people to be like, oh man, well he's flossing and going to see all these movies or whatever. I ain't flossing like that. Um, some of this <laughs> shit ain't worth it. Um, uh, let's, let's just be honest. Uh, you know, had it been a, had it, you know what though? It was around my daughter's, uh, birthday. And so I had already given out numerous dollars of cash, uh, for that. And, um, like, there wasn't going to be more dollars of cash for no movie. So, um, yeah, that was it. But beyond that, I I, I was kind of like, I'm a, you know, me and Brother Beaver share a brain on a lot of things. I, I thought it was a little jokey, but I didn't think it was too much. Um, I, I mean, you know, I thought it was okay. I mean, it's probably the best of the three Thor movies, uh, in my oh, opinion. Oh, yeah, it is the best of the three. So, um, I thought, you know, I thought it did a fairly decent characterization. I thought Hella, the... But Kate Blanchard, I thought she did a really a hell of a job as as Hella. Yeah, um, I, 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 agree. I thought that I part was really good. That was great. Um, I thought she did a great job. I like um, Jeff Goldblum, like um, Idris Elba. I, I noticed that he had a, a bigger role in in this one than he had in the previous movie. Um, yeah, so I like the actors involved, and it was an entertaining movie. Um, but yeah, I mean, it it was all right. Yeah, it served its purpose. Yeah, I think it it moved on the it moved along the narrative for whatever Marvel was trying to do. So I, I think that's what it was. Um, yeah, it was fine. All right, number three was I, was it Wonder? I have no disc, no 
talking points about that. I don't know. Julia Roberts is in it. That's all I know. Next. Um, number two, <laughs> let's do number one first, and then because two is going to take up some time. Number one this week is supposed to be Coco, supposed to make upwards of $70-plus million over the weekend. This is Disney Pixar's uh, latest installment. I have not seen it. Uh, I would see it. not going to say anything with my dot, dot, dots here. And um, <laughs> that's really <laughs> – that's all I got to say about that. Um, there. So, yeah, it's supposed to be really good. Uh, it's gotten some yeah, really I great reviews. Yeah, I heard it's supposed to be good. Um, I plan to see it as well. Um, okay. So, yeah. yeah. All right. So, the number two movie is Justice League for the weekend. Um, I did see that in the movie theater. No dot, dot, dots. And um, <laughs> uh, and I think y'all because we had tried to podcast last weekend, it just didn't work out. I think y'all you had seen it, female perspective. Yes, I have seen it. Hutch, did you see that one? God, 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 no. <laughs> okay, uh, G man, did you see that one? Uh, no, sir. I think okay. I'll wait until dot dot dot. <laughs> yeah, you might want to wait till dot 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 at the public library. Um. Okay, so now female perspective from our text chain, again, if you listen to this podcast, you'll know that we text, you know, fairly frequently every day about things that are going on. Every day. Uh, every day, <laughs> yes. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and part of that, once that came out, that I saw it, uh, Brother Beavis saw it, and I think Brother Beavis was the first with the re- with the review that came out around midnight on Thursday, and he said that the movie was worse than Suicide Squad. <laughs> He laid the gauntlet down. But you have to remember, Brother Beavis hates everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he hates everything. So that you got to go from there. And then Sandman, I think, saw it next, and he was like, well, I didn't hate it, essentially, and it was better than Suicide Squad. So uh, then I, and then Female Strike, if you saw it and I saw it, so I'll let you go first, because I haven't really even and, talked and about I'll my review. The Sandman review, I I didn't hate it, and I did think it was better than Suicide Squad and better than Batman versus Superman. Um, Mm. There were aspects of it that I really enjoyed. Um, So I might be the contrarian. Uh, I really did not dislike it as much as some other people seem to have. Uh, So, yeah. Um, I, I, I mean, maybe I'm confused as to what people were really expecting from this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, just as the lay person going in, it you know it was all right for me. Okay, um, I went and took full crew. Um, it, it was it was literally like okay. That's basically all I could say. I, I've been saying this I think since we started Brothers Comics two years ago, and they've been we've been talking about this movie when it's coming out. Is that DC didn't earn this movie? Like, you know, it was just rushed together and pushed in there, and you're supposed to make and care about these things. And I think pushing it into two hours made it even more complicated because it's a movie that should have been a little bit longer than that. And there's all these stories about how the WB executives went in there and tinkered all with the movie and, you know, cut it down and made it more jokey. I mean, there's so many scenes that are in trailers that that were not even in the movie, like not even at all. And, um, you know, there's an online petition now by, you know, Zack Snyder fans or whatever. Like, we want to see his cut or his version of the movie without the Whedon jokes, the Joss Whedon jokes and all this. 
blah, 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 blah. Basically, to me, it's just like DC makes polarizing movies. They don't know how to make a movie. It's either people like it or hate it. And, you know, that this is like one of their few movies that's kind of in between. You know, Suicide Squad, people hate it. Batman vs. Superman, people hate it. Man of Steel, people hate it. You know, this one is, well, I didn't hate it, but that doesn't make it any good to me. Like, it was just, like, okay. There was parts of it that I was like, oh, okay, this is fine. But it seemed very, very rushed to try to get that entire story in there in two hours because it runs literally at two hours. And that's really short because Batman vs. Superman ran in, I think, at 2.38, something like that, with, what, three or four less heroes. So it just seemed like a lot of the corners got cut to get to that point. And I've been saying this, too. I was like, no matter what you think about the Avengers, like Marvel earned that movie. You know, between Iron Man, Iron Man 2, Thor, Captain America, like they really put that movie, like by the time everybody got together, you were like, oh, okay, this makes sense. Where this one is like, yeah, you know, well, there's this black dude, and he's like a robot and shit. So that's cool. <laughs> Well, okay. <laughs> thanks for letting us know. And there's this other nigga that swims and talks to the fish, or maybe he doesn't. Like we don't really know, you know. I mean, like, you know. I mean, and then did you want to share your idea that you gave me when you saw the movie about we should compare Marvel to the? Well, right, yeah, and that that was something that um, and I had a discussion about. Um, because I mean, again, being a lay person, I didn't grow up reading comic books per se. But just in the information that I've gathered from these characters from the movies and, you know, just in conversations and reading articles and so forth, I think that the characters are written differently. The characters in DC are written differently than the ones in Marvel. So with that being said, it's kind of hard to, I mean, I know people automatically want to compare the two, but, I mean, sometimes you, you just, you might not need to compare them. They're, they're a different group of characters. Granted, I realize they're all superheroes, whatever, but they're written differently. Would you not agree or, you know, um, you want to add your feedback to that? Well, we know, we know they're different writers, but, I mean, just, just the background information about how these characters are established. Um, yeah, did you have any... I'm, I'm going to throw it actually back to Hutch and, and to and to G-Man that uh, especially Hutch, we you know that how Marvel how Marvel writes books and how DC writes books back in the day they're a little bit closer now, but the establishment of DC characters and the way DC wrote books back in the day was completely different than what Marvel did. So that's not surprising that their movies would turn out different, right? Right, right, and and that's what I'm saying. That that's that's the point. That's Precisely the point that I'm making. Well, from a person who hasn't seen it yet, I'm still worried. I was still worried about the main antagonist uh, being uh, portrayed in the movie, and also how uh, Affleck would either adjust or make the movie worse. Uh, <laughs> the rest of the characters, I knew they didn't because they filtered it down to two hours. They really didn't go into the background history of any of the characters that much and trying to compress all those stories into one leaves a lot of the audience lost. Yeah, there's that. You know, there's a thought process that, you know, to do it, uh, like, unlike what Female Professor was saying, is doing it the Marvel way and having made, like, a Man of Steel movie, a Batman movie, a Wonder Woman movie, a Flash movie, to get them to the point where you do your Justice League movie. But they're doing it in reverse, 
We're going to introduce all the characters that you know anything about and then give them solo movies. And I think that might be uh, detrimental in the long run because the movies that they've put out the last, you know, save for Wonder Woman, I think they, um, they've eroded a lot of their credit um, because they don't, you know, people don't trust it anymore. Like Justice League made $96 million over their, week, their opening weekend. That's terrible. I mean, less than Thor. And it's just, and it's Thor. You know, I mean, that's not good. That's not good. Yeah, and the whole, but it's just, but still, that's not a good opening. And as a movie that people have been anticipating for two plus years, allegedly it was supposed to be good. Um, it's not great. It's not great for sure. And I just, they just, I don't know. I think everything, and we were talking about this on this podcast, is like, you know, everything is going to be built on how well, um, Justice League does. Well, they didn't do that great. So is there still going to be an Aquaman solo movie and a Flash movie? I mean, the only thing I think they got sure footing on is Wonder Woman 2. And um, that's, I, I don't know. It, yeah, I, I, again, I didn't hate it, uh, but that didn't make it was any, it was any good. It was just quick and to the point. And freaking Aquaman turned into Aqua Bro the last half of the movie, man. Like, uh, he's, <laughs> he was my man. All right. Like, he was like, oh, what in the world are we doing here? <laughs> I was like, I was waiting for him to drop a my nigga there for a minute. So, um, he might have. Um, that would be on the Snyder director's cut. Um, so, uh, yeah, it was, yeah, he turned completely a different character the second half of the movie. So, all right. Yeah, so that's Justice League review and whatnot. And that does wrap up the box office report. Uh, then I'll straight us straight into uh, a new feature here. Uh, we're calling the blackest thing I've seen this week, uh, where we see some things in entertainment, society, and whatnot um, that you know, kind of only black people would understand. So we'll take a couple of them from the top, and we'll give some perspective around the table. Um, number one, I sent y'all out that thing. Uh, I don't know if y'all saw. I sent it to you like in the text chain or whatever. Did you see the store in Chicago that was selling all the um, the black people, uh, like, you know, like the Spanish people have the candles or whatever oh, with yeah, the Jesus on it? Did you see that? <laughs> yeah, that was the blackest, one of the blackest things I've seen this week. Hush, did you yeah, see that? That was, that was pretty black. <laughs> yeah. Hush, did you see that? I did not. Oh, okay. Well, they had candles for just about every black person that you could think of, famous and not, well, like, uh, there was a Chance the Rapper candle. Yeah, um, Chance Rapper candle. Snoop Dogg, Barack Obama, Obama, Obama yeah, Biggie, <laughs> Oprah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, on the candle. No, the picture is on the candle. Yeah, on the candle. You know, during the holiday, um, I think it is more or less a, a Hispanic, um, yeah. you know, tradition where they have the candles that they, you know, light yeah. during the holiday or, or whatever. Yeah, you write them for like the saints. You light them for the yeah, saints, for you know. Saints. It might be like yeah, the Virgin Mary or the saint, whoever. They were trying to imply that these people were saints. I, I don't know, <laughs> but yeah. That's saint fun. Biggie. Saint Biggie. <laughs> that's yeah. Yeah, that, it was terrible. I was like, come on, man. That's so awful. 
<laughs> I mean, you could have gotten away with probably Oprah and uh, Barack Obama and Michelle Obama. But once you put right. Biggie and Chance the Rapper out there, yeah, <laughs> and Snoop Dogg, yeah, <laughs> and, yeah, you might have been pushing it then. Uh, all right, uh, blackest thing I've seen this week. I just watched the pilot a little bit before we got started today. Uh, she's got to have it as a Netflix series now on Netflix. The uh, Spike Lee's TV or movie uh, debut movie winds up getting the TV show. Now I don't think any of y'all have seen any of the episodes of this yet. So let's just go on the blackest thing this week for that is: Do you remember seeing She's Got to Have It? Uh, this might be yeah, one of our blockbuster nights. I do remember seeing that, yeah. and I think I saw it at a movie theater. Yeah. 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 Okay. Hutch, you are were a bigger Spike Lee fan than probably the rest of us on this call. Uh, what does Spike Lee mean to you, uh, at least through Malcolm X? I mean, Spike. I mean, he was the he was the face of women's rights movement. You Young, he was brash. He had a different look on things than the rest of Hollywood. So yes, I watched. Uh, She's got to have it. Um, so yeah, I watched all of them. All of them actually. I think. I remember two of them. More better blue. I remember you having the She's oh. got to have it uh, CD or the or something like that. Maybe I'm thinking of School Days. Which one was that that you had? The school Days. Yes. Mhm. I got the movie too. Yeah. Okay. Do you have an interest in seeing this movie or this TV, TV show? Not for she's got to have it. No, because based on what I remember about she's got to have it, I mean, it was basically you know it centered around the the female character who was basically sleeping with all these different men. It was three, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, it was three. But that's enough. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and her on you know on her experiences with these three men and. And you know how they saw her and so forth and so on. So yeah, I mean, I think the movie pretty much tied up that experience. I don't know if I'm interested in seeing a, a television series about it. I mean, I probably will check it out just based out on sheer curiosity. Mm-hmm. Um, and but yeah. Okay. Yeah, I um yeah the first episode was it was okay. You know, it looked like a pilot, and that's what it was supposed to do. Um, I'm curious is this they do a better venue maybe for Spike mm-hmm. Lee as he's gotten older because uh, I, think, I think it'll be hard for him to make films like major motion pictures anymore just because you know a lot of his more recent stuff hasn't been very successful so as right. a different venue he could you know find a different audience or a new audience here on Netflix and making Netflix like TV shows and movies to find an audience Um you know, as he starts to and transition into a different part of life. And another thing that um, G-Man pointed out, um, this, this television series Insecure um, kind of handles the same type of topic. So mm-hmm. I'm trying to figure out how this is going to be different than, right. than, you know, that particular show. But, yeah, okay. I'll have to check it out to see. Okay. Yeah. It has that that that. Spike Lee beat to it, if you know, wouldn't beat in terms of the dialogue and, and in terms of how people talk and whatever. Like, it's just 
Now you can tell his hands are all over it, basically, is what I'm saying. So Yeah. yeah uh, well, you can tell that on all of his projects. He definitely yeah. has a signature look and style. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. All, right. all right. So that's one of the blackest things this week. Um, here's another but, uh, one here. That's... G-Man has, uh, has some additional comments. Go ahead, sir. Uh, can you hear me okay? Can you hear me? Hello? Yeah, we got you. Yeah, he can hear you. Okay. I think uh, my whole thing with it is now that with the success of the Insecure series also being Mary Jane, mm-hmm. and in both of those series, it gives you like a feedback perspective and how they, uh, the different guys they slip around with and stuff like that and let you know, you know, the viewer know about the experiences. I'm, I'm just hoping that it does not downgrade the the actual perception of the black woman because it's like they're going out of their way to let audiences see that uh, a black woman can be promiscuous just like a male used to be. Uh, mm-hmm. Also with that is that, I mean, with all the uh, down, or shall I say more uh, uh, R-rated shows that are coming out, it seems like they have to show more in order to get better attention from their viewing audience. So I'm wondering how far they'll go down the rabbit hole in order to try to make this show successful because most of the scenes and some of the other shows that are out, most of the cast members are naked. Right. And now with, you know, she's trying to have her, they're going to step up, you know, step it up a little bit or make the bar higher or lower per se, or they're going to have full, you know, full out nudity or full out sex scenes because it's not going to be on prime time. Right. Yeah, and I'm assuming they probably will have to go in that direction. Yeah, I think the difference, baby, and and Spike Lee got in um, a little bit of trouble with this for for Chirac or whatever that movie that he made a couple of years ago, uh, which I never saw, but I was just reading about the tea leaves about it in the reviews. Is that, and this show could be suffering the same thing because it has its fingerprints on it. Is that you're showing or writing about the life or the sex life of a black woman? through the lens of a black man, whereas being Mary Jane and Insecure are both written by black, black, black women. And so they're going to have a different perspective on it. And, you know, and Spike has been accused of not um, necessarily putting black women in positive lights in his movies. Um, so, uh, I mean, yeah, it, it could turn into that. I hope it doesn't turn into that. Uh, but, yeah, that is that can be an issue. Right. right. I agree. That's that's a good point. All right. Okay. So the the next black thing this week, Hutch, it's been reported that um in Star Wars, at least that's coming up here in a couple of weeks, Star Wars was that nine then? Or eight? Eight. Star Wars eight, uh The Last Jedi. Lando does not make an appearance in this movie. And we're not altogether sure if he's gonna make an appearance in, in episode nine as well. Uh, Hutch, every other person has been back in this freaking movie. How come Lando <laughs> ain't in this movie? Yeah, why, um, why did the brother get excluded? Yeah, that's, that's interesting. Well, I, I think they have to do something because his character is actually in the video game. Mm-hmm. So they have to make some type of cameo, either his voice or his computerized likeness in the game because for them to put him in the video game. And, and not have him in the movie. Would take away from the movie. And, but, movie. And, and, again, why would they not have him in the movie? I mean, uh, he's, what, about 70-something years old now? 
Uh, I would yeah, say. Okay, he might be close to 80, but, I mean, Harrison Ford is 70-something, so, I mean, why would they not bring him back? They've gone out of their way to bring everybody else back, so why would he be the one that they exclude? How much would he charge for So, are you saying you think he was asking for too much money? I don't think that was the case. I really don't. I don't think that was the case. Remember, Terry right. Fisher died. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So if they're going through all that, keep her into it. What I mean, what would have been the issue with bringing him back for maybe five minutes or whatever to make a quick cameo? Not even that much. I mean, yeah, I, I, I just, I, the movie suffered for. Well, I guess they already had like one day in the movie, and they didn't want to put another one in it. I guess, but. Like, I, I mean, but, but he's the, as you put, the quintessential bro because he was in the, the initial movie. So, yeah. I mean, damn. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I can say. But, I mean, and think about it like this. Okay. Um, he ain't... Okay, he was, but he was still. He was, yes. But still, he was in the initial movie. So, I mean, come on. You could have brought him back for, a, you know, five minutes or whatever to do a quick cameo. Yeah, I mean, More and think about it. <laughs> and think about it like this. It's, it's, he's no spring chicken. So you lost what? Carrie Fisher already. Oh, there ain't no guarantee. Yeah, there ain't no guarantee he's going to be around three years from now. Like, no yeah, guarantee. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. It, it, you're right. He may not be a lot around for, uh, I mean, I hate to say that, but yeah. So, so uh, why would they not take this opportunity to to at least, you know, give him a little bit of a shine from, from this movie? Yeah. yeah it's, 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 it was poor. I figured he would have made it. Everybody else made it. You know, Luke is back, Leia, Han, Chewie. I mean, shit, everybody else has made it back, but Lando can't get a, a cameo. That, it seemed kind of wacky. Exactly. That, that doesn't make sense. And the only thing I could think is, you know, because he's a brother. Yoda's yeah, Yoda not going to be there, man. <laughs> <laughs> He'll get referenced. All right. Uh, here's something, and only I'm putting this in who is uh, one of the blackest things this week, only because black people was really into this. 36 years ago, the Who Shot JR episode aired on frickin' CBS on Dallas. Uh, I remember this very well, even though I was of a young age, because our grandmother was mad pissed at some freaking JR Ewing, Hotch. Uh, do you remember the Who Shot JR episode? Of course. Everybody remembers where they were when JR got shot, even though I didn't watch the show. Yeah, it was crazy. Like, it was crazy. That was like a literal. A phenomenon before anything else was out there, a phone phenomenon and a you know water cooler phenomenon because there was yeah. no internet and that kind of stuff. People were just talking about this. There's no VCRs at this particular time, or if you was, you was a rich motherfucker, and um, <laughs> like you wasn't hanging out in our neighborhood. Like so, it, I mean, it's just crazy. Like I mean, do you remember that female perspective? Yes, I do, and that that was, you know, a phenomenon for, you know, that particular time period. 
And, yeah, I remember it was a craze, you know. Everybody was like, you know, who shot Jr. So that, yeah, that, was, that was the running theme for that, that time. Period. Yeah, there was T-shirts and everything. Like, I mm-hmm. shot Jr. I mean, it was nuts, man. People was going exactly. crazy. Was it like that for you, G-Man, too? You remember that, G-Man? Yeah, almost as memorable as uh, who shot Mr. Burns. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah but but that's a pre that that was also pre internet too. But there was remember there was all kinds of stuff about that with, with commercials and uh, like was it Butterfingers or whatever did some sort of promotion you had to, you could pick to see who did it. Like it was a whole big contest and everything about who shot yeah. Mr. Burns, right? Mhm. Yeah. yeah, I, I believe crazy. they they did have something set up like that. Mhm. Okay. Last one, blackest thing you've seen this week. Uh, I sent it out and I put it on Facebook, too. Did you see the Crown Royal shorts that somebody's mama or uncle or auntie sewed some uh, bags of Crown Royal and made them into some shorts for somebody? <laughs> around the room. Around the room. I do not mess with Crown Royal. I don't know how people mess with Crown Royal. Y'all know I don't really mess with liquor anyway. So, Hutch, you be drinking some Crown Royal? I have a bag on my, uh, <laughs> on my uh, desk right now. Exactly. <laughs> nice. Uh, uh, G-Man, you mess with Crown Royal? Yes, sir. Uh, my first uh, uh, visit from Crown Royal was at Fourth Authority, and some lady came in and gave me a bottle of Crown Royal for <laughs> fitting her shoes for. <laughs> <laughs> That's a hell of a gift. Hutch went over to get his bag of Crown Royal, the purple bag. It's going to be full of dice. It's going to be full of dice. It's not getting yeah, no Crown Royal in there. <laughs> <laughs> Crown Royal is there. And Arthur says, you have made it. <laughs> 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 okay. Female suspect, do you mess with Crown Royal? I'm sorry, what was that? Do you mess with Crown Royal? Um, I have on occasion, sure. <laughs> yeah. I do not do brown liquors. This is not my thing. Not at all. Unless you want to see me throwing up, this is not going to happen. So, uh-huh. yeah. All right. Okay. So, yeah, so that wraps that up. And we'll start to well, wrap up. I have up. one more uh, thing I want to add to uh, the blackest thing. I think I sent you, uh, you know, a text about it. Um, where I went into the store and, um, you know, I was looking around with the shopping cart and they had the line of shopping carts, had them chained together and you had to pay 25 cents to (laughs) to rent a shopping cart that you would would then get back once you returned the shopping cart. (laughs) Yeah, that's the same thing you said. (laughs) Yeah, it's all these. Yeah.
Okay. All right. Uh, we'll skip STFUs. We had a little technical snafu, so we're shooting at about just a little over an hour right now. Uh, I'm going to maybe not do the STFUs, so um, we do need exit music. Unless, Hodge, you got somebody that you really need to tell off. Well, let's go with, since David Cassidy passed, let's go with some Parker what? family. Um, what? <laughs> let's go with that song. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I can sign off on that. Stitcher. Uh, you can also find it now on Podbean. Um, 
Uh, there are many shows on the Brothers Comics Network anymore. Um, there's the NBA podcast show with me and Will Stacks called This Week in the Association. There is uh, the Mr. Robot, the Unmasked podcast. There is um, uh, the Intersection. Uh, I mean, there's just a lot of shows there. So you go to brotherscomics.com, you can find a podcast, find your life, that whatever that you're into. Um, and then there's the comic book show that we'll pick up here next week as we start to talk about Marvel Legacy and other comic books in the Marvel Universe. Definitely think that's going to be called the Marvel Hacks eventually, but we just hadn't gotten that far. Getting a new logo. I saw the design today. I'll send that to y'all here when we get done. And um, I don't know. That's about it. All right. So as we wrap up podcast number 70-something for Brothers Comics, and as unknown musical guests start to play us out, uh, <laughs> let's go around the room and uh, and, uh, and and wrap up. Uh, gee, man, you're a guest, man. Say good, say good night to the people. Hi, everybody. Uh, just remember, intelligence not passed on. It's intelligence basic. Wow, might be a little too intelligent for this podcast, sir. Uh, female, female perspective. Go ahead and sign off. Adios from the female perspective, and I hope everyone had a happy Thanksgiving. That's right. Uh, big hush, don't get fired. Don't eat the yellow snow. <laughs> <laughs> all right. And again, this is the producer for Bros Comics, and I'm signing off. Y'all all have a great holiday weekend. Peace. Peace.